This week we welcome Tanya Jo Hall, a champion dancer, comedian, mother, and a motivational speaker. Be inspired as you listen to how she overcame struggles to become a champion dancer and a successful comedian. You're listening to Pow Wow Life. I'm your host, Paul Gowder. Welcome to our show for March 7th, 2019. Welcome back to our show, Pow Wow Life. This is the podcast from powwows.com, and I am your host, Paul Gowder. Powwows.com is your place to explore Native American culture, and it's open to everybody. We are your portal to find out more about Native American culture through dancing, live webcasts, articles, photos, videos, and more. And on this week's show, we have truly an inspirational story that I know you're going to enjoy. Tanya Jo Hall, she shares a lot about her struggles as a young woman and a mother coming off the reservation and working hard to become a champion dancer, a mother of two, and going on to college and then becoming a comedian, and now she's even given motivational speeches. I've already listened to this episode a couple times because she truly has some great words of wisdom for everybody, and I know you're going to enjoy it. To find out even more about Tanya, be sure to go over to the show notes and get links to her all of her social channels and links to her shows. It's going to be at www.powwows.com slash powwowlife20. And while you're there, we've got a special contest this week. So enter that to win some prizes from our powwow prize box. We've got some stickers and t-shirts and more to give away. So go over to www.powwows.com slash powwowlife20 for your chance to win. And if you enjoy the show, if you enjoy our interview, please make sure you share it with your friends on social media. Let other people know about the show and we will keep bringing you great content. Thanks so much for our supporters out there and all of our listeners, especially members of our Powwow Nation. We really appreciate you being contributors to help us producing great content like the show. Please head over to powwownation.com to find out how you can help powwows.com. Thanks again for listening, and here's our interview with Tanya Jo Hall. This week, we've got Tanya Jo Hall, powwow dancer, powwow champion, and comedian, and uh, we're so happy to have you on this week. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Ah! <laughs> now, for anybody out there in the powwow world who hasn't heard of you, which you know I can't imagine they don't know who you are, um, tell us a little bit about... Um, who is Tanya Jo Hall and, you know, kind of how you got started with powwows. All right. Madakia pi hampo estewi hemia na siu watni esquel hemia mitraje Tanya Jo Hall mitintaki noom sapphire na lolly leblanca chiapi atewayaki James Bruce Hall na inawayaki anitamaniwun uh, Hello, all my relatives. My name is Tanya Johal. My Lakota name is Pretty Moccasins Woman, and that my second name is Eagle Tail Woman. I come from Standing Rock Sioux Tribe and the three affiliated tribes. I'm a mom of two, and I'm proud to be Dakota, Lakota, and Hirata. So, for those of you who don't know me, that's my little intro. <laughs> and, and a jiggle dancer. 
Yeah, and I dance jingle. I've been dancing jingle since I was a tiny tot. Oh, that's awesome. Where were some of the first powwows you hit? Do you remember? Yeah. A lot of them were on my mom's reservation, standing at Kazoo Tribe. So uh, my mom got me into dancing because she used to dance fancy shawl. She's a champion fancy shawl dancer um, back in her day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She took me into Porcupine, South Dakota, or Porcupine, North Dakota, Cannonball Powell. Um, We'd go to McLaughlin, Fort Yates Powell. most of the reservations on Standing Rock and then also on the Three Village Tribes. So Mandaree, North Dakota, White Shield, Twin Buttes, Partial, like that. Hey, you were hitting some good powwows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so when did you start um, traveling outside of, of those areas? I was probably 18 when I became an adult. I started traveling out, um, which was amazing to me. I feel like I grew up on both reservations but it was um a huge deal for me to get out get outside my the two reservations I was from it was a it was a real out of my comfort zone thing but it was it's been amazing meeting new relatives and seeing other people's lands and and where other where my Powell family comes from it felt I felt like really honored and uh I actually didn't really even think outside of North Dakota growing up. I was just so, um, I guess, okay with it and comfortable. And um, I don't regret, you know, not leaving until I was 18 because there was many good times and I cherish those memories. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so when you started traveling, where what, what were some of those first big powwows you hit? Well, I really always wanted to go to Shakopee in my junior years, um, Shakopee Powell. In my teen years, that was, like, huge for me. I think I ended up going when I was 17. So I guess, really, I I left uh, North Dakota when I was, like, 17. I went to Shakopee, and um, also um, Prairie Island was one of the the big powers for me that everybody talked about. And I got to go, and it was amazing. Yeah, both really good ones. Yeah. Um, and so when did you start? Let's see. I know um, well, it was just a couple of years ago you were a head dancer at Gathering, right? Yeah. Yeah. When did you start being on head um, staffs and, you know, make that that switch? So, okay. So um, I became a mom at, her, at 19 and 20. So I was in college and I was a mom of two babies. And I, and so growing up, um, Power dancing has always been an outlet for me. And I mean, uh, growing up with two functioning alcoholics, which were my parents being divorced and then singly, they'd share me and take care of me. And powers have always been my outlet. So if I didn't go with my mom or my dad to a power, they would send me off with a relative or somebody (laughs) in the community before cell phones, right? So it's just in hopes I would make it there and back. (laughs) Um, So I always... I always uh, heard about gathering a nations, but my financially, my parents couldn't afford that. Or, you know, they just, we, we went to the powers that we could because they were working parents that just lived check to check and we had enough. And so I didn't always just get to go all over and travel uh, to many different States or Canada. It wasn't like that. So when I finally went, I was, um, I think I was 20, 
it was in 2012. I went there and it was my first time dancing. I was in my 20s. I'm 30 now, so I was in my 20s and um, it was my first year dancing. Uh, I didn't place, but it was so amazing to be there. I was. It was a. Uh, it was almost like a dream for me that, and and for a lot of people who grew up with Tawa families, I didn't. My mom stopped dancing. I didn't have any, <laughs> any really. I didn't have any um, of my blood like um dancing powers still so it was me it was just me you know going to powers yeah. and my two daughters and um 2012 was the first year i danced there 2013 um i won first place so that was oh my gosh i still <laughs> remember when they said from fort yates north dakota and they <laughs> and they called my name i was like no way but I try to play it so cool. I was just like, oh, I was freaking out inside. Like, if I could redo it, I'd be like, oh my God! You know, like that. And I'd probably like cry and try to jump up and down, all the way down the stairs. And um, really, uh, but I was too worried about what people would think of me. Like, I was like, okay, you gotta be, you have to be a certain way. You can't be too excited. There's people who, you know, I just like, people are watching you. It's like overthinking it. But, as you grow and as you heal, you you learn how to be your genuine, authentic self. And as a 30-year-old, I look back on my, you know, a 24, 25-year-old self and I'm saying, girl, you should have just been you, you know, <laughs> like you shouldn't have been worried about everyone. And so 2014, 2015, I placed also at gatherings. And then 2016, they asked me to be the head lady and it was the last year at the pit. And this was also a dream come true. Like I was like, no way. When I got that letter, I was like, no way. Oh, it was, uh, I can't even explain it in words, the feeling that I felt. But the, in 2015, Tungshi Claremont was down there dancing for her head woman gig. And I said to my best friend, I said, I don't know what I have to do or, or who I have to talk to but I'll just put it in the universe. I'm going to be the head lady dancer next year. And she's like, yeah, you are. I was like, yeah, I am. I am. I was nice. putting it out there. <laughs> and then uh, this was in April. And in July, I get the letter. Them asking me the head lady. Very cool. So I'm, I'm a firm believer in, um, in words of affirmation or putting it into the universe, putting your words and your thoughts into the universe. It, it worked. Uh, all right. So I have to ask, uh, you bigger fan of the pit or um, the new fairgrounds? I've only been to the fairgrounds once and it rained. So it's really hard to say. Um, I think um, I only say the pit, you know, I'd go with the pit because um, just because of memories, just because we've had to make it work, but I understand that it's time for a shift and it's time to change. And not all of us like change, but, we have to evolve and we have to move on and, and this is the next thing and, and we'll make it, we'll, we'll all make it um, what the pit was, but we just have to um, start settling into it, right? It's like a yeah, new home. Yeah, that's like, right. And, and so it'll come, it'll come for all of us, but right now everyone's uncomfortable. We all have our complaints, but this is just how it is. So we just have to get used to it. For me, I'm loving the new place. I don't have to drag my equipment all the way down all those stairs and then back up. Um, <laughs> true, true, be nuts. You know, the, the pit, you always had to go down or up. You know, there's no way to enter at the bottom. But cool. All right. 
Now, let's talk about what everybody probably knows you more for now, your your oh. comedy. How did you, you know, go from powwow dancer to start doing stand-up? Um, okay, so I was in, it was probably back around the time I won gatherings was the hardest time of my life. I was going through, uh, I, I was getting out of abusive relationship. I felt like I didn't really have a sense of self. Like I feel like I lost myself. And I was I was a college student. I was dancing at Powers, and now I was a single mom. And I thought, you know what? I'm gonna have to find who I am again. Who are you? You know, you've been a young mom. You've been indulged in being a mom. So, and you've been a student um, and a power dancer. But who are you? What are you? What is your passion? And I had to I had to think about it and look back in my childhood because. What I was going into in college was criminal justice, and I didn't feel passionate about it. I just felt like it was something that I would just do as a job. And so I had to look all the way back in my childhood. And I remember always being funny. And I mean, I don't, I don't mean that in a like egotistical way, but I mean it in a healing way. I always found a way to make people laugh. You know, a lot of my family struggled with addictions, with death, with, um, hardships with financially with uh or whatever hardships that they had to deal with aunts uncles cousins uh, extended relatives i always found a way to make them laugh and i had to look deep inside myself and and really really question myself what are you good at and that's firmly what i felt good at and i and i had this intuition that that's you know like a whisper <laughs> of intuition that was saying that's you and, and um, so I've always seen a lot of our men, which I'm really proud of, a lot of our men um, making people laugh, doing comedy. And I thought, where's our women? Our women are funny, too. Like, where are they? And there is some out there. And there was some doing it when I started back in 2012. I started doing videos, um, comical videos. That's what I wanted to do. I just wanted to hit from the babies all the way to the grandmas. I wanted people to see me. Um, this is like an outlet for me too, like to help me start getting out of my mindset out of that abusive relationship and moving on to, to me and myself. And this was like a gift to me, but to others was to, for them to see me, brown skin, black hair, native accent, you know, grew up on the res kind of girl, but um, able to, make fun of ourselves in order to help us heal and a lot of people you know sometimes they don't like that like gee you're making fun of our culture and gee who do you think you are but it, it's all about laughter and it's all about healing and it's all about it's all about um using laughter so that we can heal it has always been culturally what we've done forever that's always what we've done and i i'm just doing what we've always done and no matter if we're at, people are at a funeral, we start talking about that person that passed on to the spirit world. We start telling good stories about them. And it brings us out of that sorrow and that grieving. It's a part of it. And so I truly believed that I can help heal our people through laughter. And so I didn't think, oh, my God, I'm going to do this to be famous. It was never about the likes. It was never about the shares or anything like that. It was about 
truly what my spirit and what I felt inside that can help our people that I've always did since I was a little girl and make it my own family last. Ah, uh, that's a great story. I, you know, it's, it's a, thank you for being so honest. It's a, it's an awesome story to hear. Um, all right. So you start doing the videos and where did your character, Annie Beatrice, where did she come from? Okay. So <laughs> one second. My um, character, I developed, I, was going on to my four-year degree in Native American studies, and I was uh, also in a Lakota language program to help revitalize that language. And my Lakota language teacher, he said, "You're doing all those videos. Maybe you should have a character." He was like, and then he would like make up make up these these stories, and like I'd come up to class, he'd be like. So it's this auntie, right? She likes to smoke cigarettes. She just smokes cigarettes. She doesn't care what people think. And she, um, all the men, they, they just, they're after her, but she just, she's just bitter and mean, but they don't care. They, everybody wants to be with this auntie and she'll just tell it like it is. And I, he, he would make up stories like that. And I would just get like turned off. He's like, yeah, right. Like, what are you talking about? That's, that's weird. <laughs> Why would anybody want to? I want to be known as me because I was battling, you know, with getting out, with finding myself. So I always wanted to know, be known as Tanya Joe Hall. So when I put that on everything, it's only because since I was a little girl in grade school, I didn't like having that name, Tanya Joe Hall. I was like, why couldn't my family, why couldn't my mom and dad think of something more native? Like my mom's last name, Many Wounds. Why couldn't I be Tanya Many Wounds? Why did I have to be the only one with a hall last name amongst shoots the enemy amongst, um, amongst, um, holy elk face. You know, there was all these different, um, bears tail, all these different names growing up that I had to be hall, you know? And so <laughs> that's why I started putting Tanya Joe hall and everything. Cause I didn't like my first name. I didn't like my middle name. I didn't like my last name. I was like, why couldn't you guys name me like, long wash day many wounds like something like that you know but my parents you know I'm really grateful for my last name because it's it's my dad's last name my late dad's last name you know I and I embrace it now but only because I start putting it on everything and so when Auntie Beatrice came along I really had a battle within self because I put out that first video and there's cussing because that's how she is she cusses and she (laughs) likes to talk about likes to talk about not very conservative things like very inappropriate things she talks about men very inappropriately and these are things that i don't do like i don't do these things on my videos and so it's really controversial with myself like there's so many times where i thought i'm gonna put beatrice away because she's too much or i'm gonna put beatrice away because some people don't want to hire me because they think that's me and I have to, I have to explain it constantly. And so that's where Beatrice came from. One of my Lakota language teachers, he would, he suggested, he just made a suggestion, and he would make up stories until finally one day I, I asked my grandma, my eighty-four year old grandma, I was like, Grandma, you have some clothes I could wear. And then I had an old Halloween wig, and then I just put on some glasses, some cat eye glasses, and smoked a cigarette, and that's how I came up with the outfit. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh. I think it's so relatable. We all we all have somebody in our family that is the inappropriate one. Um, 
so I think that's why everybody loves seeing it because we all have somebody in our family like that. Um, love her, love her. It's great. Um, <laughs> well, you know, and you know, t- hearing your story and, and you know, telling uh, some of the hardships you went through, I know there are lots of um, young women out there um, and young men too that are that are looking to you for an example. What would you tell some of these folks that are trying to, you know? Looking at career choices and and how to to rise above where they are now, uh, what advice would you give them? I would I would tell them I would ask them what what their passion is first. What do they really like to do? And ask them if they could if they feel whatever it's it, maybe it's an artist. Maybe it's a maybe they want to play basketball professionally. Maybe they want to. Um, maybe they just want to own a business or maybe they just want to work, uh, maybe they want to be a secretary, whatever it is. I just, I would just tell them to go, you know, check out college, try that, you know, from me growing up in poverty and, um, not really have knowing, um, I didn't have a car when I graduated high school. I wasn't like, my parents didn't have it like that, but they loved me and they encouraged me. I would tell them, keep yourself around people who encourage you. Sometimes it might not be your family. Sometimes it might be one friend. Maybe it might be a counselor. There's there's people that are going to uplift you. Find who those people are because there's going to be a lot of people who doubt you, pull you down, call you names, and are negative to you. Those are not your people. No matter if they're your family or not, you don't have to put up with that. And you, there's people who will love you. Even if it's a few, hold on to those few. And then with the with your little tribe that you make, you you figure out what you want to do and you, you talk about it. And don't share your dream with everybody, what you want to do. Because some people will, it's like a candle. Your dreams are like a, is, is like a candle. You hold on to that. Um, whatever. Maybe you'll have three dream, dreams. Don't put your marbles all in one place. Spread them out. Because we can all do more than one thing. Like, for example, with my poweling, with being a mom, with being a college student, and then making videos. Like, I try to put my marbles everywhere instead of focusing on one thing. Because maybe one thing won't work out. That's all right. Maybe that's not the plan. And maybe it'll work out with something else. And focus on that something that you're stronger in. You'll know. You'll feel it. You'll feel it in your intuition. And don't always second-guess your intuition, too many times that we don't listen to that intuition in our head or in our stomach. We can, you can feel something telling us, yeah, or do it, yeah, or no, no, that's not a good idea. Listen to that because when we go against that, we start to quiet that, quiet that intuition. Pretty soon it'll be on the back burner and be like, he or she knows how to do it. They know how to do everything. I'm going to sit back for a while, let them live their life until you come back to your intuition and your spirit. And so I'd say follow what that is of what your passion is because those people you surround yourself with, they'll push you and they'll say, I believe you can do it. It'll take hard work, but I always believe in working smarter. And it's always using your resources too and the people that you know because the people that you know, they'll believe in you and they'll they'll love on you and they'll, they'll introduce you to the right people too. That's fantastic advice. Love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's really good. Uh, in fact, I'm a, I'm, I, I might go back and listen to this again myself just to uh, to remind myself of those things. Um, all right. So, all right. yeah. So this year, 
I know you've got lots of, of followers out there. Where can we see you? And you know what powwows you hitting, and and where can we see uh, your your comedy in in Auntie Beatrice? Where are you going to be this year? You know what? Actually, last year I wanted to do more motivational speaking, and I started to dabble into it a little bit more. But this year, you know, it's been January. It's almost we're almost into March, and I've already booked four or five events, motivational speaking. So I'm trying to put that first because that that's another dream of mine. That's something else I'm spreading the marbles out in because I, I do believe I have so much more to share than making making people laugh. I love doing that, but I have more. I have more in my tool belt that I'm ready to use that I've been kind of putting aside so that I could focus more on my comedy, but I'm ready for a mix this year. And so it's going to be a new route. It's going to be... Um, it's going to be a little different this year, which I'm really thankful for. So I'll put out, I always put out what I'm going to be, where I'm going to be, what power I'm going to be. And so I would just advise everyone to stay tuned on my Instagram, my Snapchat, my Facebook, um, so that you know where I'm at. And I'm always open and welcome to greet people and to meet new people. I had people say like, I was intimidated. I was nervous. I was scared. I'm just like you. I'm not, I'm not any different. I'm just like you doing what I love. Yeah. You know, it's one of the things people ask me too, you know, about the uh, different people at the powwows. And I will say, you know, I'm, I think I met you for the first time in person uh, when you're at Manitowabi and uh, she's super approachable. Everybody you just go up and say, Hey, she's uh she's fantastic. Um, all right. Yeah. Um, all right, that's cool. And we'll make sure I uh, get links to all your uh, social media in the show notes so everybody can click on those. Um, and so I appreciate the, the, the great stories and great advice. Uh, anything else you'd, you want to tell people out there in, uh, in Powell country? I just want to remind everyone to treat each other good. To, to, um, I just want to remind everyone to remember your relatives when you're dancing remember those who aren't able to go to powers that might not maybe they're handicapped maybe they don't have enough money maybe they're struggling with addictions remember when we're singing remember when we're dancing even if you're spectating and you just love to go to powers remember that a lot i hear a lot of people say like powers aren't traditional there's nothing sacred about them or there's you know there's nothing um, cultural about them, but there is, and it's energy, and it's there's good energy in there that we we can still pray together. We can still, before you dance, you don't you don't have to make a big deal or be talking on the mic, which is cool. Which is I love that too. But if you feel like you'd rather be more intimate, you can hold. You can put your tobacco down before. You can pray before. You don't have to tell anybody because it's always just you and Creator. You can always go back to that, you know, without churches or religion or even our culture and spirituality. It's always you and creator. And I want to remind everyone about that because we don't always get a visit at powers. We stay in our places where we sit and we go out to do what we love. And we, a lot of times we don't visit. And that's another thing of how we can connect. I want to remind everyone, get out of your comfort zone and try to go say hi to a few people because we have so much knowledge to share and everyone's a teacher, young and old, it doesn't matter. We all have something to share with each other. And sometimes some of us just need someone to talk to. So I want to re- remind you guys all to 
take the time to greet each other and to really have more than, hi, how are you? Good. I'm good. And then move on. It's more than that. It's connecting. Yeah. yeah. Put the phone down. Uh, Make some real connections. There's always a great conversation or or an old friend to see at a powwow Um, and and not just somebody you're uh, sharing a snap with online. For sure. Um, Cool. Well, thank you so much again for being here. And I know everybody is um, looking forward to seeing more of you this year. Um, and we will put uh, put all the notes. We'll put some dates of where you're going to be on, on our page, too, and make sure we promote all that. But thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate hearing from you. No problem. Thank you for having me. And that'll do it for another Powwow Life episode. We so appreciate you tuning in and listening to that. I hope you enjoyed our interview with Tanya Jo Hall. I hope you found some inspiration in her story. Remember to check out the show notes for your chance to win some prizes and to find out how to follow Tanya on her social media platforms at www.powwows.com slash powwowlife20. Music from tonight's show is from Youngbird, and we'll have links also in the show notes to check out their CDs. Powwow season is about to start, so be sure to plan your trips now. Head on over to our powwow calendar, www.powwows.com slash calendar. There is one close to you, I promise. We have powwows listed in all 50 states and almost all Canadian provinces. So check out our calendar and plan your powwow trips now. Also be sure to check out our listing of our live webcast and you can watch one from home. So if you can't make it, the next best thing is watching it online, www.powwows.com slash watch live. We've got some great powwows coming soon that we're going to be streaming, starting with Gathering of Nations in April, North America's largest powwow. You don't want to miss that one. Again, if you can't be there, check it out online. Again, I want to personally thank you. Thank you for listening, and thank you for supporting powwows.com. I'm Paul Gatter from powwows.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you down the trail. Here's this week's trivia question. You can head over to powwowlife.com to fill out the form and submit your answer. All the right answers are entered into a drawing for a 10-sticker powwows.com sticker pack. Here's the question. This year, we are celebrating a big milestone. We have been live streaming for a number of years. So tell me, what year was the first year we streamed and what was the first powwow we streamed? If you've been listening or following our content, you should be able to find it. Good luck. Powwowlife.com to submit your answer. What was the first powwow and what year did we first live stream? Good luck and thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.